0: Man, it's Halloween night. We're stuck working here at Bud's Arcade again. I know. I wish we could go trick or treating. Oh, hey, hey, we finally got some. Hey, check it out. Trick or treat! Hey, Peach and Mario, you guys look great. Hey, Lena, where's our Halloween candy, eh? Uh,
1: I
2: thought you said you were getting it.
0: Oh, take off. I didn't.
2: You did. You no, did.
0: No, no way. Get out of here. Well, just look, 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 quick. Just, just give them what we got lying around the arcade, okay? On it. Oh, hey. Did you two know that there's another princess in the Mario games? Her name's Princess Daisy. She's in the Super Mario Land games on the Game Boy. I,
3: the game what's going? a Game Boy?
2: Uh, well, uh... Okay, let's see here. We got one pack of uh, Butterfinger BBs. And a box of Chuckles. And let's see here. Oh, a Ninja Turtle pop for you, Princess Peach. Mm. And for you, Mario, um, some all-lime Skittles and some candy buttons to go along with these here candy cigarettes.
0: Oh, and uh, here's an ecto-cooler and, uh, uh, hang on, let me dust this one off a little bit. Uh, and a, uh, brownie soda. Uh, here you go.
3: Are these real? Yeah, are you guys trying to poison us? <laughs>
0: <laughs> these kids, they
2: say the darndest things.
0: Yeah, so cute. Happy Halloween!
2: Then they proceed to egg the arcade. <laughs> <laughs> These turtle pies suck! <laughs> <laughs> <played them> all <laughs> These all them skittles are horrible! They like say, I'd rather have fruit!
0: day and good gaming retro junkies and welcome to another episode of the retro junkie super show i'm your host rob and join with me as always is my main man my partner in retro gaming crime mr landon long how are you host head hey man doing great doing good uh, merry christmas how are you doing <laughs> merry christmas to you man uh, uh well I, I guess we should say happy halloween happy thanksgiving and merry christmas we're doing a three-in-one eh that's right we're doing uh we're doing uh kwanza and
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think of what all they said on the Zarbon's Masterpiece Theater. called Napa, he didn't oh celebrate regular gosh. holidays. He celebrated uh, Hanukkah and Hanukkah Wien. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> now is Newgrounds officially retro? Now
2: it's got to get I close. Th- it, it's got to be. I mean, it was like
0: early two thousands, so twenty years ago. I would say it is. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I remember watching. Oh, uh, what was it? Eskimo Bob from the early 2000s. And there was a couple, <laughs> like, instead of Dragon Ball Z, it was, there was Lizard Sphere X and a few others, and, oh, they take me back. Oh, and my favorite was um, Skeletor's Bakery. Oh, Skeletor's Bakery was good. I, I, I waited for the longest time for that third one to come out. and never did. I love the theme song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when your life just turns to crap and there's no one else around. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, welcome to another episode, guys. We're so sorry it's taken so long. I don't know if you can tell from my voice, but we have had sickness, and we have been through the ringer in the last couple of months uh, in the uh, in the old Luther household, but we're finally back, and we wanted to do one more episode before uh, the year's out, and as we're recording this, it is December 19th, and we we, <laughs> we got a lot of things we want to kind of talk about, but the, the sad thing is... and this is my fault. I really wanted to go big for Ghostbusters. I really did. And I had all these skits planned and all these things I wanted to do. And then life got in the way, and uh, I just didn't get the time to really prepare for it the way I wanted to. And, and uh, Landon and I just talked about it today, and we thought we would maybe do a wing in it instead, and just just kind of sit back, catch up, because Landon, you and I haven't talked in a while. It's It's been a little bit.
2: I know. I've not talked to anybody. I've been busy with basically life like you said this is like the first time that i've had some kind of free time in a
0: long time actually (laughs) absolutely oh you know what and i will say this you got a a pretty big story to tell the last time we recorded we did our ghostbuster skit like (laughs) two months ago it was so (laughs) cool because it it was so cool because uh right afterwards you told me that you were going to surprise lola with a disney disney world trip so how did it go man
2: Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Uh, we went down on a Thursday and then came back on a Monday, so we kind of did like a long weekend, but we had a good time. Went to Star Wars Land, that was oh, probably my awesome. favorite part. Me and Lola flew the Millennium Falcon. Well, we were the gunners on it, we weren't the pilots, because the way the way the ride set up is you have two pilots, two gunners, and you're supposed to have two engineers, but like. Nobody likes being the engineer, apparently, because all you do is just hit the shield recharge button while the ride goes on, and you just kind of sit back and watch. But uh, me and Lola were the gunners, and we were having to shoot down TIE fighters while the pilots kept us from crashing into stuff.
0: Oh, how cool is that?
2: When Lola got top gunner, she beat me on it. Did she? Yeah, she did. She had a really good accuracy score. She figured out how to shoot homing missiles somehow, and I could never figure out how to do that.
0: Dang, well... Hey, she'd be a good person to have uh, for the alliance. I will tell you,
2: she would. And that whole that whole ride is so it's so immersive. Like I took pictures of everything, like the inside of the Millennium Falcon, like the the cargo and the crew area is just like in the movies. Oh,
1: that's
0: so cool!
2: And it's even got the little table where they played like chess. It's got that little table. Oh, and cool! The, the seats around it. Like I got a picture of Lola sitting at the table there. But we did that. Uh, Lola got to build a lightsaber, which was her favorite thing to do there, which they they kind of they really they really do it up like they really play into the whole show and the whole everything. Because, you know, I came in and I had a uh, I had a Darth Vader T-shirt on mm. and the little guy that takes your information to do the the lightsaber building. He walks up to me and it's all this is taking place after the Empire has fallen supposedly, in Star Wars land. And he walks up and he goes, ah, oh, he said, I see another admirer of Lord Vader. He said, he was one of my favorite Sith Lords to study after the after the fall of the Empire. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. He's like in character talking to you about it. He was in character about it. And you know, you go in and you make the lightsaber. And what was funny was everybody that went in to make the lightsaber was like our age and older. Lola was the youngest one in there, like the only kid making the lightsaber.
0: Oh, that's great. So you're training that young Padawan, right?
2: That's right. And they they do a thing where you choose your crystal, and they open this like tray up, and there are little crystals that determine the color of your lightsaber, and they're glowing inside the tray. And you pick one. And the whole time Lola looks at me, and she goes, are those crystals magic? I said, yeah, they've got the Force in them. (laughs) And... They do like a whole big history of the Jedi and the Sith who use the different color lightsabers. And it, it was it was a really big production. It was really
0: cool. Oh, that is so cool. That's that's the thing I think I'm the most excited for. Uh, my, my wife and I, we're going to try to save up and uh, hopefully by this time next year, take the kids to to Disney World and stuff. But my wife, uh, we signed up for the like build a droid thing that uh, I think apparently you can do, too. Yeah. So, oh man, it's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be so fun. But it, it's still a long ways out. But man, that's gonna be a dream come true. Save,
2: save your money for Star Wars Land. It it's worth it. <laughs> and Slinky Dog Dash. I wrote that too. I love that.
0: Oh, that look, from, that looks fun. I saw, I saw a video on that. Yeah, Toy Story Land was really cool. Oh, so cool, so cool. Yeah, we, we watched the uh, holiday. There's like that this holiday mystery like contest that they do on Disney Plus, and they were showing showcasing that. You know, there was like. Two teams went to Star Wars Land, and then two did the Toy Story thing, like the challenges on it. It was really good.
2: Yeah. Star Wars Land, if you get a chance to go, like, we went, but, like, Lori and her mom didn't know a whole lot about Star Wars, so they didn't want to hang around, so it was just basically me and Lola walking around.
1: Aww. But we got
2: a we got a blue milk, which was really good. Cool. We got a blue milk and a green milk. Green milk was an acquired taste, but the blue milk was really good. <laughs> um. The delight saber rode the Millennium Falcon. Uh, saw Chewbacca and waved at him.
1: Oh, awesome.
2: There were uh there were first order troopers walking around and they are so vicious with their their cut downs. They're very quick witted. I love it.
0: <laughs> Do they call you Rebel Scum?
2: No, they were actually like I had a Darth Vader shirt on and they were all kind of like, ah, another supporter of Lord Vader. Very good. Move along. But, like, there were kids there wearing, uh, you know, Alliance t-shirts and stuff. And they would look at him and they'd go, we're watching you. We're watching you, little boy in the red shirt. <laughs> and, and he looked and like, he kind of uh. got, and the kid's eyes got real big and he's like, uh, am I in trouble? <laughs> and they're like, you're not, yet. not for now. That's what they said. They're like, you're not yet, but move along. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that's gonna be great. I'll take and you know, our kids are gonna be the perfect ages. My daughter, um, she'll be four, and then my son will be six, uh, going on seven. Actually, he'll be six next week. He'll be almost seven, but he'll hopefully be young enough to be like, oh my gosh, this is this is real, this is incredible. Uh and, oh, and you dude. know, old enough to remember it.
2: It, it's worth going Lola she loved it like she's already mm-hmm. wanting to go back so we're, we're trying to figure out a way to try to save up money and pay oh. this off and go back in uh, another year or
0: two <laughs> I absolutely love that that video that y'all did was so good because she literally had no idea what was going on when you're uh, when Claudia showed up that was great
2: <laughs> oh I know yeah she was she was super excited about that she was more excited about the plane ride than
0: anything <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well, speaking of Star Wars, um, my wife and I we decided to watch *Empire Strikes Back* yesterday, and you know we I, we started thinking about it's like you know there's a lot of snow on the planet Hoth. Is it a Christmas movie? I don't know.
2: I think it is. I remember uh, USA used to show a Christmas Day marathon of the first three, like over and over and over
0: again for like 24 hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it put me in the Christmas spirit. I was I was really enjoying it. And my daughter, she actually likes to sit through it. Oh, and the funny thing is, my wife, had, I don't think she'd ever sat through the whole movie, Empire Strikes Back, but mm-hmm. she'd seen the, um, oh, the bad lip-reading one, uh, the song. <laughs> you know, with Yoda. Uh, the seagulls. The, seagulls. The Seagulls song, yeah. So every scene, you know, they, almost every scene from that song is from that movie. <laughs> She was like, that's not what he's supposed to say. (laughs) Yeah, I was dying laughing. Uh, She was so funny. But yeah, we watched that yesterday. And um, speaking of Star Wars, uh, this kind of leads perfectly into the retro games we've been playing. The Knights of the Old Republic uh, is on the Switch now. So I've been playing some Knights of the Old Republic a little bit. Man, I forgot how much I enjoyed that game. Um,
2: I did such a good game.
0: Oh, so good. I remember when that came out on the Xbox One. That was that game and Halo were the two reasons I, I played it. And Metal Slug.
2: Metal Slug's a good one, but I'll tell you, I've I've seen uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, our buddy Casey used to play that pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. think he knows, I think he knows every <coughs> ending, every branching path that you can do. Like That was his goal, to keep playing it over and over until he got every possible ending and, and wow. way to get there.
0: I, that takes some time to do that. That takes a lot of time. That's not a short game.
2: I think I asked him once, I said, how long does it take you to usually go through a playthrough of that? And he said, well, he said, if I take anywhere from nine to ten hours to sleep, he said, usually about three and a half to four days. If I just play that straight and do nothing else. Wow.
0: (laughs) That'd be tricky to do (laughs) nowadays,
2: right? Dude, I couldn't do that. I I could barely play for an hour. Like, I tried to play on PC the other day, and I'm like, oh my gosh, where's Mm -hmm. the dad option that tells me what happened in the story so far? (laughs)
0: Yeah, we really need that feature nowadays, I'll tell you. It's cool to play that portably now. So uh, it was funny. uh, My son, he recreates everything that he sees on the TV. Mm -hmm. And I had to be careful because, you know, there are some blaster scenes. Like I was doing the dueling for one of the huts, and kind of forgot that, you know, it gets a little violent. I mean. But yeah, my son, he he ended up uh, building two blasters with paper and he was doing like a blaster duel. I was like, I don't know if I should be playing this in front of him. <laughs> but it was pretty cool and impressive, the blasters he made. He'll be the fastest
2: blaster around. I mean, he'll be able to outdraw Boba Fett and everyone else.
0: Hey, that's right. Hey, you got to do something for a living. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, we got to make a living somehow. <laughs> Working for the huts.
0: That's it. Uh, and let's see, what else have I played? Oh, I played another sh- game called The First Tree. Now, this isn't. This isn't retro. This is a newer one. It's an indie game on the Switch. I've been playing that and really liking it. It's a, it's like this crazy kind of dream-like game where you're playing at the, as this fox, and you're collecting these, these orbs, and it's a beautiful beautifully designed game. But as you're collecting these orbs, you're hearing the story of this, this guy talking to his wife about his childhood and how he keeps having this dream of this fox. And he doesn't understand why. So you're kind of playing as the dream itself. And hmm. the more orbs you collect the more you find out about the guy's backstory. And it's kind of a sad story, but uh, my wife just beat it. We bought it a couple days ago. And she's already beaten it, and, and she said, oh my gosh, it's one of the best games she's played. Um, so, been playing a little bit of that, and Shining Force, of course, with uh, Thanksgiving. Bit gone.
1: <laughs> and uh, a
0: little bit of Pac-Man 99, and watching a ton of G4 that's on YouTube and on uh, Twitch TV. So, it's it's been so awesome to kind of Sit back and play a few games in the last few last few months, man. So what you been up to?
2: Oh gosh. Uh you'll like this. The other night I took off work to, to go to do some family Christmas stuff here a day or so ago and that night I got the the itch to play uh Turtles the Arcade game. The, oh, not awesome. the NES, but like the actual the Arcade game. And I have it on uh I've got one of the little PlayStation many of the little classic minis, and I yeah have it kind of jerry-rigged to where you can <laughs> play other consoles on it and other, like, downloaded PlayStation ROMs and stuff. That's how we played Blue Marlin and uh, Saken 2 that day.
0: Oh, no way!
2: Yeah, I modified it some more to where you can play Nintendo, Arcade, <laughs> uh, TurboGrafx, Game Boy, Super Nintendo, and Genesis games
0: on it now. Oh, that's awesome.
2: I played Turtles too. Played it all the way through, made it to, made it to Krang, beat him, which that's one of my all time favorite fights in that game. For some reason, it's I always like the Krang. Hey, I'm
0: invincible.
2: Yeah, and he keeps saying it even after you beat him, and he kind of disappears. <laughs> so keep telling yourself I, that, buddy. Yeah, but I played that, and I I forgot how much I love that game. <laughs> played Skater Die today and the with oh, the did joust. You? I just I just did the joust just for the fun of it. I, I forgot how much I love the joust on that.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's so funny you bring that up. I was just thinking about our Skater Die episode yesterday. Uh, I was when I was writing up the skit. I was just thinking about all the other skits we done, and I'll never forget when we inserted the Rodney Dangerfield, uh, <laughs> like lines into that uh, that skit. That was so fun, and, that was, and good. Remember, that was a good, show. Remember, you you were the half pipe, the RJ halfpipe champion, I think that year. <laughs> That's right. I, I won that. That was. <laughs> I was the best skater in the in the valley. Yeah, c- come to think of it, man, you've been the champion of a lot of things. Remember that you were the v-ball champ. Oh, uh,
2: I played that too today. By the way, I thought of that. I thought <laughs> of that episode earlier, and I played that. And I'm like,
0: I forgot how much fun this game is. It's so much fun. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, yeah. You've been. Oh, and uh, you were the Galaga champ. I mean, no, that might have been Nick Stevens. I can't remember who that was.
2: Uh, well, in real life, we know it wasn't me because I got killed in that competition. <laughs> <laughs>
0: As we all did. Yeah, who was the winner? The, the Rob won that one, right?
2: Yeah, Rob Worth. He had like over a million points. Oh, good night. Whew. Hey, if I'd been off-road, I would have won, won the real Gallagher championship, too, oh, if had been off Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: you would have nailed it. Oh, gosh, you, you could have won that belt if there was an off-road.
2: I love that off-road. Like, I want to go back there just to play off-road, which is sad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. I You know, and I had no idea how good you were at that game until I played against you. I was like, whoa.
2: That was like my hidden talent. That was my hidden hidden
0: talent game, was Off-Road. It's Off-Road. I've never seen anyone play it better. Oh, Yeah, I guess with all that, Jose, I, I, anything else you've been up to retro lately?
2: <sighs> not a whole lot. That's like the only time I've really had to do anything like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I understand, I understand. Have you, so, have you gotten to get any, uh, uh, let's see, some Christmas drinks or anything like that?
2: I have not got any Christmas drinks yet. I've saw
0: the... Uh, the Mountain Dew with the gingerbread. I was gonna say I really like that. It's not bad. I actually is it not? I actually like it better than the um, the voodoo one that they did for Halloween. Ooh. Yeah it's it's got a little bit of a bite to it, but it it's it's just a, a hint of ginger and and it's and it's sweet at the same time. I really liked it. It's, I mean Ooh. they're terrible for you, but uh, they taste great. Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, they're they're good, but they hate, they're bad for you.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, I got definitely you know drinking moderation, my friends. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of uh, moderation, well, we can't moderate with wings, eh? But you hungry? You want to go to stands? Let's do it. All right, let's go. all these bats in here. Oh, jeez, Stan. You still got your Halloween decorations up, man. There's a moldy pumpkin over there.
2: Yeah, well, you know, the uh, I got those pumpkins, uh, you know, uh, five for a dollar, and I'm not going to waste five dollars on a pumpkin. You know, I'm just going to let it sit out here until it goes away.
0: Oh, jeez. Well, all right. Well, It's good to see you too, Stan. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you guys want cigarette butts or no cigarette butts? <laughs>
0: All right guys. Well, uh let's see Lando. I, let's see. Since we're talking about <laughs> ghostbusters, what kind of wings you going to get with uh with your meal today, eh?
2: I think since we're talking about ghostbusters and I'm going to I'm going to try to be brave, I'm going to get ghost pepper uh Ooh. ghost pepper
0: wings. Oh, I think I'm going to do marshmallow fluff wings, you know, where I just Ooh. it's a plain wing you just dip them in the fluff, eh?
2: Oh, that's actually sounds really good.
0: All right. All right. So, guys, we are talking about Ghostbusters today. And, um, you know, Landon, I know this is a very, very near and dear movie for you. And, of course, the TV show as well. You know, so I know this is definitely your wheelhouse. So I'll just go ahead and get mine out of the way real quick because I want to hear all your memories. But Oh, gosh. (laughs) uh, My my memories of the Ghostbusters were later. Um, I actually didn't see the first movie until I was probably at least 10 or 11. I remember the, my first exposure to the Ghostbusters was um, Christmas in 91 or 92 when I got my Sega Genesis because I remember my original lineup was I got I got a Model 2 Genesis with Sonic 2, Roger Clemens MVP Baseball, and Ghostbusters. And to me, the first one I wanted to fire up, well, it might have been Sonic, but I think the second one I fired up was Ghostbusters. <laughs> and I remember being like, whoa, this is so cool looking because I loved scary stuff, Halloween stuff. And I think the even the first stage, you see the Marshmallow Man kind of lurking in the windows in the background. I'm like, who is this guy? I didn't understand who he was. <laughs> uh, and then I remember somebody telling me, or, or maybe I had seen a brief clip of it on TV, the, the original movie from 1984. And I'm thinking, oh man, it's Ghostbusters. Oh, I gotta watch this. And I, I think I must have caught the tail end of it or something. Because I asked my mom if she would go to Blockbuster and rent it. And she was on her way back from work and she's like okay I'll, I'll go get it and uh she she picks it up and it's a vhs copy but it's not of the movie what it was it was this cartoon adaptation uh, it wasn't even the real ghostbusters it was the filmation animation oh, of yeah. ghostbusters
3: let <laughs>
0: And as a kid, I was like, hey, "Is this it? Is this the cartoon based <laughs> on the?" Uh, so I put with it the in the gorilla, right? With the gorilla, right? And so I put it in. I'm like, "This is pretty cool." I, I actually remember enjoying it, but I found out real quick, no, that's not the same one. Uh, and then I think maybe even for my birthday, or no, 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 it was Christmas, and it might have even been the same year that I got Ghostbuster for the Genesis. I got the firehouse uh, with the slime that you pour over top, and it would just ooze down. And again, I didn't really understand it, but I thought it was really cool until the slime got all over the rug and my mom got mad at me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh yeah, but that was it. And then later on, I found out The Ghostbusters. I cannot even tell you the first time I really watched it, like sat down and watched it all the way through. But for me, I didn't really start appreciating it more until I was an adult. But I know this one for you was like a deeper thing. So
2: dude, it was uh it was pretty much like, one of the first big, I guess, fandom franchises that I remember getting into as a kid. You know, I I didn't really see the movie. I was probably about four or five when I saw the movie with my folks, and I thought it was cool that they fought the Marshmallow Man, and, and they had all these cool ghosts and stuff, but, like, I didn't get the humor or the really the whole story or anything in it. And it was around, let's see... I want to say, didn't two came out in eighty seven? I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I remember the big marketing campaign for two because I was just kind of starting to form memories from around that point. I was about two and a half, three years old during that time. I remember the Hardies in our town did like a Ghostbusters like promotion where if you got like a large drink, you got a free movie poster. So I had the, the Ghostbusters two with the ghost given the, the the kind of peace and two sign poster up in my room when I was a kid next to my Nintendo right. poster that I had up over my bed. But yeah, like, I remember the cartoons, like, watching them on Saturday morning, and just how they were kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of those Ghostbuster cartoons, especially the one with, like, where Egon fights the Boogeyman, those scared those scared me as a kid, but, like, in a fun, fun kind of way, because you always knew the Ghostbusters were going to win in the end, no matter what. But some of those monsters on the Ghostbusters cartoon were kind of kind of creepy if you were a younger kid, but you know, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I think that kind of started my love of like scary movies and monsters and things like that. Uh, the toys, you know, the toys were a big part of my my childhood oh, yeah. growing up.
3: This program has been brought to you by the wonderful world of Kenner, makers of fun toys and games for everyone. There's something strange in the neighborhood. So who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Each sold separately. Fear, you Death, and Spangler are here. So are these ghosts. They got ectoplasm. We've been through. Cool. Now what? They puff Marshmallow Man. Let's show this pile of dessert. Who's boss? Activate neutron blasters. We ain't afraid of them. Ghosts. Peter Vanquish, ectoplasm. Stay puff Marshmallow Man. and other figures each sold separately.
2: Ghostbusters. Uh, I'm trying to think. I had a Ghostbusters carrying case. That kind of like accordion. It was kind of like a plastic that kind of accordion folded out and you put figures in and then you could uh, it had like a little latch that you could flip over and you could carry them and play with them at one point I had the entire Ghostbuster like the good what I called the good guys the ghostbusters the fr- I want to say it was like frightful features or something it was like the second line of toys after the first where you like squeezed their legs and they did like these like really elaborate like Scary faces, like
0: oh yeah, I've seen those where their eyes would pop out and things. Yeah, yes. and like
2: Peter's hair would like stand up on its end, and his eyes would bug out. <laughs> I think Ray's ears and his eye, his eyes got really big, and his ears shot out, and his little like ecto goggles like shot up off his head.
0: Oh, that's awesome!
2: I had all those. I remember I got all those for Christmas one year. I got the firehouse and the car. That was like my oh, Christmas that whole awesome. year, and I was I was happy. I I, I could die happy with that B型. it's the real ghostbusters firehouse
3: playset our firehouse is haunted no way oh no i've been Dingy goes to the stadium the real ghostbusters keeps sold separately assembly required hey buddy see anything weird it's tombstone tackle don't lose your head take a hike there's a policeman oh no it's x can't believe my eyes.
2: Whoa! We're not scared! The 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 little firehouse pole, the twirly pole, like, I played, I would put Ghostbusters on that and just send them down and then back up and then back down again. And uh, But the big thing for me with the Ghostbusters, besides the cartoon and all the merchandise and everything, were the monsters. Like, mm. I liked the monsters better, I think, than the actual Ghostbusters sometimes. Like, I remember Fearsome Flush, which was a toilet.
3: Hmm. <sighs> Can I scare? Scare Ghostbusters. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, who's there? Me. Oh! The Wolfman Monster! <laughs> Run! Each sold separately. Say, I need rest. Roar! <laughs> <laughs> it's some <gasps> flush! some flesh! Take guys! Go! I flip my lid when he's scared. <laughs> it's a howl when scared. <laughs> the real Ghostbusters. You from Canada. Blast them! Ah!
2: <laughs> Granny Gross, which was this little old lady until you like pulled up on her like hat bonnet thing. And she had like an eye on her forehead and like her front half fell open and revealed like this big mouth with a big tongue and these big claws. Tombstone Tackle. He was a football player that you put down in like a football stance. And when you pushed his head, like a monster popped out of his back with the football for the tongue. Oh, which that's was really cool. cool. I had the lumberjack. Which he turned into like a like a cross between Bigfoot and a bat, which was really cool. And he had like a big axe. I had a I had a motorcycle cop that turned into a skeleton. That was really cool.
0: <laughs> what hell? I'm trying to think what
2: all I had like I had a
0: ton of monsters. That was really cool though. Like I I don't think I ever had any of those. I the the only thing I could think of that I had as a kid was an Egon Ghostbusters uh, uh, costume, and I, I must have got oh. that when I was like six or seven, maybe. So maybe I did know about the Ghostbusters maybe a little earlier than that Sega Genesis memory. I can't remember, but I did find the cartoon a, a little bit later on, and I'll never forget. Oh, shoot, what was it? I think it was like I was watching a recap of, like, Survivor Series or something like that, and then afterwards <laughs> came Ghostbusters. But I remember specifically uh, they were talking about this new guy, The Undertaker, that's dominated the the WWF. Oh. And then I was like, oh, he's so scared. I'll never forget, it. I was in Dot's. Apartment in Atlantic City and I'm watching that or like a recap of that on Sunday afternoon or something and then the next thing was the Ghostbusters cartoon and I watched it and I was like oh this is awesome oh cool
2: <laughs> that kind of that Undertaker he would he would have been a cool Ghostbuster monster oh
0: yeah yeah with the urn yeah his accessory
3: everybody's got a price for the million dollar man so without further ado I will introduce to you now my mystery partner led to the ring by his manager, Brother Love, weighing in at 320 pounds from Death Valley, I give you The Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker, the mystery partner is now revealed. I never heard of Oh, him. take oh, a look. Holy cow. Look at the size of that ham hock. Check out them drumsticks, baby. 320 pounds looks to be 6'9", 6'10", someone in that neighborhood, Rod. 6'10", I don't know, it's hard to tell from here. Holy cow! And look at the look on the face. I don't, do you think it's his coffee? Doesn't look like he's having a good time you think he'd steal the goal out of your team? Yeah, okay, Coco, go for it. Coco's the kind of guy that'll just go for it. Oh! Oh, Oh, jeepers. Well, Coco did the right thing trying to use that speed and agility that he has, but he got outsmarted. Outsmarted and outstripped. Look at this. Hang on to him like a sack of... Oh! Oh. He just got nailed with a tombstone. What is it? I think it's a tombstone and it's over. It's over for that guy. It oh, sure oh. was a tombstone. Holy crocodile. Boy, did he write an epitaph for Coco.
2: That's so cool. They they made a ton of the monsters, though. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of some more. I had the Universal Monsters line that they did oh, with cool. the Universal Studios. They had Dracula, the Wolfman, uh, Frankenstein, the Hunchback. And the mummy. Let's
3: get someone. Who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. We're here. So are we. The Frankenstein, Dracula monsters. Watch this. get Get 'em, boys. Ghost. funny guy. Watch him scream. Ah! Look out! Now your turn to
2: scream. <laughs>
3: Fun so scare.
2: The real Ghostbusters in uh, soul separately. New
3: from Keller. Fun
2: that were all based off universal monsters and they all did different things. Like I remember Dracula when you squeezed his legs together like he would like raise his arms up and like open his mouth and you could <laughs> see his fangs and uh Frankenstein like he would lift his arms up and kinda open his mouth like he was, you know, walking towards someone. Uh, wolfman would howl. The hunchback had, like, these chains that he was in. And when you squeezed his legs together, like, he would break the chains apart with his hands. Oh, cool. That was really cool. Uh, the, mummy, the mummy would just fall to pieces. But because, like, he had, like, little strips of cloth holding the actual pieces to the body, you could just put him back together again and, <laughs> like, make him fall apart again. It was really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Those are some of my favorites.
0: I love those toys. Like I would, I would love to have all those monster toys that I had as a kid. Well, well speaking of that, how, how is their value now? Because uh, if if say, like the turtles, they have really kind of crept up there. Uh, but I mean, can you go on eBay and get them for a decent price, like a, a carded figure for like $20, 30 bucks, or is that pretty much rare? Uh,
2: I mean, I think let me let me just take a look because I know I know that uh, Walmart did a re-release yeah. of and Flush.
0: Yeah, I saw a bunch of them. Uh, there's a bunch at the Walmart by my house, and they had the oh, shoot. What do they call it? The the proton packs. They had yeah. The um, it's the thing that Egon carries around. I forget what that's called. The PKE meter. Yes, that's it. That's it. They had that and a and a couple of the carded figures, and they looked great. It was the original packaging. It looked like or you know a remake of the original packaging. Yeah, it looked really cool and ten bucks and. They were still fully stocked um, as of last Friday.
2: I bought the Ray in the re-release series because
0: I could find any Ghostbusters
2: figures around here except for the original, the first line of just the regular Ghostbusters. Oh, wow. So I found Ray at Walmart, and I'm like, yeah, I'm picking him up. I never had him as a kid, and I always wanted him or Peter. So, <laughs> um, Some of the loose lots here on eBay, there's a lot of 20- for one hundred and twenty-five dollars, uh, the Universal Monsters set is like fifty bucks on here right now.
0: That's not too bad. Wow.
2: Let's See who else have they got here? They've got the carrying case. Just the carrying case is twenty bucks. Well,
0: that's that's not bad at all.
2: I know. Like it's not it's not too bad. They've got the original Ghost Trap. I had that. I love that toy. <laughs> Seventy-eight bucks.
0: That's not the one we stepped on and it and would open up. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And it came with a little
2: glow-in-the-dark like monster that you could put on it, and it would suck it. It would like fall into the trap. I had the uh, I had the trap and the proton pack too as a kid.
3: Ghostbuster!
2: Each suit separate. Proton
3: pack ready. Ghost popper loaded. You scared? Never. You first. PKE meter reads a class three ghost. It's Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Rooster. Oh no! Another one. We ghost zap! We are Ghost! Proton Pack and Ghost Popper Gun, each sold separately. The real Ghostbusters from Kenner. Oh, I, I, I might
0: have... Ah, shoot, I don't think I did. No, my neighbor had the Proton Pack and I remember thinking it was so cool looking.
2: I had the Proton Pack. I had one that they called the Ghost Popper. Really? And it was a like a little gun that had a slide in it, and you pulled it back and then pushed it forward real fast, and it had foam bullets in it that shot out of the front of it. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, they had those for sale at Walmart, too. I think they re-released those. Oh, the Ghost Popper was great.
2: (laughs) I drove my dad crazy with the Ghost Popper. (laughs) Scare him with it? (laughs) Oh, no, I would, like,
0: shoot him, and he'd be like,
2: quit shooting me with that toy! He wasn't that nice (laughs) about
0: it, though. (laughs) he probably used a couple other colorful words to...
2: Tell you to stop? Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he did. And, I, <laughs> and I, I got the message.
0: Oh, Man, gosh. looking at
2: some of these old toys, like, I had a lot of these. I had the garbage man. He was a garbage man that turned into a, uh, a fly man when you put the garbage can on his head. He, like, <laughs> turned into this man that was, like, half fly, half
0: man. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, if you really think about that, too, that with the Turtles, I mean, there are so many similarities between the two franchises and how outlandish their toy lines were. But it worked, and there were so many cool character designs that, you know, made it as the figures, and uh, they're kind of iconic now.
2: I know, that was was Kenner back in the heyday, man, like, Kenner action figures were, I don't know, like, for me, they were always the top of the line. Like, if I saw something was a Kenner figure as a kid, I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun to play with, and it
0: usually was. And Kenner, did they do some uh, Star Wars toys, too? I know Hasbro did some.
2: I think what happened is Kenner started them, and then they sold out uh, and sold to Hasbro, and then Hasbro bought the the licensing and everything for them. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, Kenner did those. Uh, Kenner did Ghostbusters. They did starting lineup figures, which I love those too, but I could never find them. I want to say Kenner did Mask, but we would have to ask our toy experts about that.
0: Mm. Well, awesome, man. Hey, that... I, you had a lot more of Ghostbusters toys than I did I don't know if I had a single one I really don't oh
2: I loved them and my parents loved them too because they were always so crazy like they would always say ooh get that guy he looks weird and I'm like <laughs> okay yeah sure
1: sure you buying? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great that's great ghosts
3: hello Ghostbusters hello Ghostbusters They're real. You do? You have? They're here. We got one! Ghostbusters.
1: Hey, anybody see a ghost?
3: They catch the ghost that won't stay dead. (gasps) Ghostbusters! They're armed. Ah! they're dangerous
1: try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light all right that's bad okay all right important safety tip thanks Egon.
3: they're professionals oh
1: i'm the chairman of the largest paranormal removal company in america you see it
3: they're all that stands between you and the end of the world The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Real Wrath of God type stuff. Fire and
2: brimstone coming down from the sky.
1: Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. Do
3: you want this body?
1: Is this a trick question?
3: (laughs) Got your stick? Give him up! Smoke him! Bring him hard! Ready! Ghostbusters. Starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis. Coming to save the world. Ghostbusters.
1: We came, we saw, we kicked it.
0: So, you know, talking about the first movie, man, uh, when was your first time seeing that? Oh, it was probably,
2: it came out in 84. It was probably 89 when I saw it because I was probably about four or five getting ready to go into kindergarten the first time I watched it. I was still a really? big Ghostbusters fan. We saw my mom and dad; they were kind of cool about this. They rented the first one and the second one. So one night we watched the first movie, and then the second night we watched the second one. Oh, cool! And I remember Vigo scared the crap out of me.
0: <laughs> Yo, Vigo! I, I remember. I remember the second movie being on HBO a lot and Showtime a lot throughout yeah. when I was a kid. Like I remember seeing Ghostbusters two way more than I saw the first one uh, growing up. But then as a you know. Teenager, I saw I started watching the first one and realizing how much more I, I, I appreciated the first one than the second one.
2: I think I like uh, the first one a little bit better than the second. Not mm-hmm. much, but I don't know. There's just something about the first one, like it's just got this charm about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and there was a great special. It's the movies that made us on Netflix yep. It talks about the story behind it and how rushed they were with the movie. Like they had like a year and a half to do everything. Yeah, Ivan Reitman and uh, and the crew. And uh, just some of the stories behind it, too, like with, you know, they were originally supposed to get Eddie Murphy and, uh, is it Steve Belushi or John Belushi?
2: I think it was Eddie Murphy and John Belushi, yeah.
0: John Belushi, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, poor John Belushi had passed away. And then uh, Eddie Murphy, I I think his character kind of got written out a little bit because Bill Murray had agreed to do it. And what was so funny in the in the movies that made us that I I was like, I could totally see this happening is Bill Murray was kind of an enigma. A lot of times he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And you never really knew if he was going to follow through. And sure enough, it was like the day before and no one knew where he was. And Dan Aykroyd's like, well, he did say he'd be there. But everyone's biting their nails like, where is he? They don't they can't get a hold of him. They can't find him. And then the first day of shooting, he's like he's there first thing. And he just absolutely nails the take. I was like, that sounds like Bill Murray. <laughs> that does sound like Bill Murray. That's, uh, you know, what I also heard a, uh,
2: a rumor too that John Candy they had tried to write him in and he he couldn't do it because of scheduling or something.
0: Yeah, they they wanted him to play the part of uh, Lewis Tully's character. Oh, that have been that, that could have been cool. I but don't I know.
2: Love- I don't know how I feel about that because Rick Moranis is that character like oh, oh. so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh geez, Dana. <laughs> Oh, David, would you like to stop by for a mineral water or something?
2: <laughs> See, I don't think that part works unless you have a little guy who can play it like a little dorky nerd, like he did.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and I heard that he actually brought a lot to that character. Like he wasn't that character wasn't originally when Dan Aykroyd wrote it um, it's supposed to be that way. Uh, and I think Rick Moranis kind of asked, "Hey, can I can I play him like this yeah. a little bit?" And he nailed it. He's so good with it, and especially his slicked back hair and everything. Nova Scotia salmon. Yeah,
2: I
1: got these salmon. I <laughs> uh, got these Nova Scotia salmon. And <laughs> I'm just using it as a tax write-off. Nice dog. I hope uh, maybe I got a milk bone.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, and he was good in the second one too. Oh
1: yeah. Well, was
2: where he's on the during court, and he's like, you know, uh, I don't blame these guys. You know, I turned into a dog once, and they helped me, and I don't hold it against them that they turned the power out in the city. I was stuck in an elevator for three hours, and I held, it, and I had to make, but I don't hold it against them. <laughs>
0: And then Harold uh, or Egon he goes very good Lewis. short but pointless.
2: <laughs> I turned into a dog once and they helped me. Thank you, <laughs> daughter.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, I love I, I love every scene he's in in, in any of the movies. Uh, but oh. well, so speaking of scenes, like what are your favorite scenes from the first movie? Um, you know, I know there's probably like every other cut seems like a good one, but um, yeah, just just quick impressions. What are the first things that stand out to you?
2: The uh the Lewis getting turned into the into uh, Vince Clortho, the key master. Yeah, get it. when he gets chased? Yeah. And then when the Egon's got him, and he's like, would you like some coffee? Would you like some coffee? Yes, have some.
0: Yes, have yes. some. Have some. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, I love I, when they're chasing him. He's in front of, of uh, this beautiful restaurant. These people are eating, <laughs> and poor Lewis Tully's getting attacked by this giant demon and dog, watching- and nobody... Nobody helps
2: him. And I love when he runs up to the horse and he's like, don't worry, soon goes that we're coming, all the slaves will be set free. And he runs off.
0: Yeah, and then the guy's like, what
2: an a-hole. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: oh. oh, gosh, uh, I, I love it. When, I love when Winston is talking to the, I think it's the judge or the mayor. <laughs> and he goes, yep. <laughs> I just gotta say, Your Honor, I have seen that'll turn you white. <laughs>
0: Oh, and like like the judge is like er he's trying not to laugh and that's it. <laughs> oh and I, and I heard there were so many um uh so many scenes that Bill Murray had kind of improv like the the scene where he walks into Dana's apartment and the first thing he does is lift the little um key case of the piano and plays the highest notes, and he yeah. goes, they hate this, they hate this." I don't think that was a line that was written in the script. He just made that up as he went. I'm like, he's a genius. Really sets a tone for the kind of character he is for the whole series. It's great. Yes, it
2: does. The one of the things I always think of too is where uh, Ray's talking to Lewis after they've, you know, beat Gozer and he's like, You have just been part of one of the largest paranormal activities since the Tunguska flask of whatever, whatever and Lewis Tully's just like sitting there and goes,
0: Oh wow, that, that's great. <laughs>
2: That's great. That's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's... The supporting cast was so good. I mean, you have Janine Melnitz. Of course, you've got... Um, Ghostbusters, what do you want? I've quit better jobs than this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like,
1: type something. We're paying for this stuff. You got those bug eyes. Hey, Janine, sorry <laughs> about the bug eyes thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Winston shows um, up. They're like, do you believe in
2: Paranormal, the Bigfoot, the lost city of Atlantis, and blah, blah, blah. And he goes... Lady, if there's a paycheck involved, I'll believe anything you tell I'll me. I'll believe anything you say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I found out that the, he was supposed to have a much, much bigger role, but then through all the rewrites and everything, that he his, his character was cut down a lot, uh, where, where we don't see him for a good like, 20, 30 minutes into the movie.
2: Oh, but he makes up for it in this newest one so much.
1: What are you doing here in Somerville, anyway? Honestly, my mom won't say it. we're completely broke. And the only thing that's left in our name is this creepy
3: old
0: farmhouse our grandfather left us in the middle of nowhere. Why'd you bring me up here?
1: Entertainment (laughs) value.
0: What
3: is that?
1: I don't know. Somehow, A town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate, that has no fault lines, no fracking, no loud music even, is shaking on a daily basis.
3: Under the dining table now! Hey, remember that one summer we died under a table? I found this in my living room. Whoa, killer replica. A replica of what?
1: A ghost trap? there hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. New York in the 80s, it's like The Walking Dead. Your dad never mentioned this to you?
0: It's just my mom.
3: My grandfather died. My mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life.
1: it lock, call it karma, I believe that everything happens for a reason. Come on, darling.
3: It has a gunner seat?
0: Yes, yes. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, I have so many cool thoughts about it. And we're going to try our best, guys, not to spoil anything.
2: That was such a good movie. That, that to me, is the logical progression that Ghostbusters' movies should have taken. I
0: can see that. Yeah, yeah. I, and, oh, just the ending. I mean, everything about it I loved. Yeah, don't get me started.
2: Dude, that. <laughs> Lola loved that movie like we took her and she loved it and like she's always liked Ghostbusters a little bit but like she said you know this was her favorite Ghostbuster movie and I'm like well you know what this this is your Ghostbuster movie you know we had the ones yeah. in the 80s this mm-hmm. is for you kids this one she loved the girl in it like she liked the fact that the girl was the main character in
0: it and she was perfect that, she that was. actress the little actress that did that was perfect for that role
2: and then the the guy that was her brother that's on Stranger Things he kind of gave the Peter Venkman vibe.
0: He did. He did a little bit. Yeah. Like he was the-
2: like he was Peter as a kid. I can see that. Then podcast he was like Ray, like he was the the kid that knew all the weird crazy stuff.
0: And they were perfect together. And then Paul Rudd kind of was like your perfect Lewis Tully
2: character. He was. And the sheriff's daughter she was the female Winston
0: see that's beautiful that's it that's it that's, that's what it is that's what they've got to do going forward or those, those four see I don't know how we not spoil this but we're going to be very very careful here um, the ending let me just put it this way I was hoping for something but I was like you know what it, even if it doesn't happen I'm going to I still really enjoyed this movie and then you know it was getting close to the end of the movie there's like 10 to maybe 20 minutes left you can kind of sense that it's almost over and your main heroes are in trouble. And then all of a sudden, you hear this uh, disembodied voice. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And everyone cheered when this the scene happened. Uh, it, was, it was a magical movie moment for me. And I'll never forget it. I, because I was genuinely surprised. I did not think yeah. it was going to happen. And it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. That was a cool movie experience. I'm not going to lie.
2: <laughs> that that was a that was a great movie experience. Like that, I don't know. It's like Ghostbusters from when we were a kid. Kind of came full circle in that movie.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But set up to where there can be new fans of new adventures
0: that they could possibly go on. And obviously, after the credits, I mean, it does reveal a lot. Sets up the groundwork for for more movies. And I think it would be it would be wonderfully successful. Yeah, I think it was a perfect passing of the baton. Um, oh, yeah. to a new generation. And I love what you said. That that's that's Lola's Ghostbusters now. That's Grayson's and Lyra's Ghostbusters now. You know, we can all kind of share it. Um, yeah, but this this is their version. Pardon the pun, but we're not trying to be gatekeepers here, you know. <laughs> that's
2: right. I mean it's Ghostbusters is for everybody. Like it it's just one of those like universally loved movies, stories, I feel like.
0: Like I don't know anybody that doesn't like Ghostbusters. No, I, I've never I've never met anyone that says this is a horrible movie. I mean, especially the the first movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, even if you don't even like anything like special effects or horror or anything like that, the comedy alone is so good. And the chemistry between the characters.
2: Very witty comedy. Like you have to it's comedy that like makes you think and then you're like, oh, OK, yeah, OK.
0: Yeah, right. All right, so real quick, just for fun, I found this website that's got a bunch of quotes on it. I'm going to rapid-fire a couple quotes at you. You tell me who said it, okay? Okay. Okay? All right. Uh, You're very handy, I can tell. Janine Melnitz. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) The failed romance right between her and uh, uh, Egon. I collect spores,
1: moles, and fungus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I I got one. Um, We both have the same problem, you.
2: That was oh Sigourney Weaver, but I can't remember Dana, yeah.
0: Dana, oh Dana. Hi Dana.
2: Uh oh, I had a slinky once, but I straightened oh, it out. Egon. Yep. <laughs>
0: That's a great
2: line too. But I but I straightened it. You didn't you did you didn't have any toys as a kid?
0: I had a slinky once, but I straightened it. <laughs> Okay, so this is this is an easy one for you. We came, we saw, we kicked its tail. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> that's Peter Bankman. You know, that was an improv line too. I, I did not know that because there was another line and then they had to reshoot that scene and then he just busted through the doors and said that line, and Iver Wright was like, Yep, that's the one I want. That sounds good. Yep. <laughs> that's after they capture Slammer, isn't it? Yeah, for the first time. Yep. Uh okay, I'll give you another one. Beautiful, you're hired.
2: <laughs> that was ray wasn't it when he was talking to whenever very, good. An Egon.
0: very good that's exactly right <laughs> i love quote 45 it just shows uh lewis with red eyes and it says you will perish in flame you and all your kind
2: <laughs> <laughs> are you the key master
0: <laughs> oh uh that that's uh that's the answer now i'm getting confused here that's uh lewis, lewis right no, that was Dana. Oh, that's Dana asking uh, Lewis. Sorry. Oh, Louis was Lord. the key master. Dana was that's the right. gatekeeper. She was the gatekeeper. Jeez, I should have known that. Jeez, are you I'm the key master? <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Here's one for you. You are so kind to take care of that man. You're such a real humanitarian. That's
2: Janine when she's talking to <laughs> Egon about them taking in Lewis from the police. think about it. Police. She flirts
0: with him the whole time. She really does. But then in, in the second movie, she's with, uh, she's with Lewis Tully.
2: Oh, uh, Lewis Tully. He, you
0: know, he got the ladies.
2: He did. He also, that was funny when they walked in on him and her making out in that movie.
1: <laughs> He's like, oh, oh <laughs> hey, Dana. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, I forgot about well, the babysitting, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Look, there's so many great lines here. I'm looking through this here, and I'm just like, oh, man, so many quotable scenes here. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll lay one more on you, man. See you on the other side, Ray. That was Egon. Oh, it says here Peter Vankman.
2: Oh, it was Peter. That's right. Ah,
0: there you go. Because yeah, they,
2: were, they were getting ready to cross the streams. Right, I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more.
0: Okay. I love this town. That was Winston. There you go. When well, he was covered in all the marshmallows. There you go. He was. <laughs> oh, I was going to I totally forgot what it was.
2: What is this goo?
0: <laughs> oh, what was I can't remember his name. I was just thinking of him. Yanos! Oh, Yano's. yeah, I like it when uh, Peter tries to shake his hand and then, like, Yano's just, like, holds his finger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Peter's just kind of looking at him like, you know, do I say anything?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Vigo always liked his quote that he introduced himself. He was Vigo, the merciless, the whatever, the whatever. He sat on a mountain of, of skulls in the castle of death near the river of blood.
0: Oh, well, jeez, that's specific.
2: Like, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm seeing this, and this is a really good heavy metal-like album <laughs> of, her, of a dude just sitting on a on a throne of skulls in the Castle of Pain.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see it. Viggy, Viggy, Viggy. <laughs> so many good ones, so many good ones. And so, guys, if you haven't seen the new Ghostbusters movie, go see it. It is wonderful. It. And, of course, the, the first movie's timeless. The second movie does have its charm. It, is it as good as the first? I think most people would probably say no. But it's still not a bad movie. It's
2: not a bad movie, no. You're not going to be like, oh my gosh, I wish I'd never seen that. It's horrible. Right,
0: right. I, you know, I even remember the Ghostbusters Extreme TV show. I do remember that. I remember that.
2: that.
3: If there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? to come. That's right.
0: I remember seeing bits and pieces of that. It was okay. It yeah. wasn't great, but it was okay. I remember um, setting up the TV in my dad's like, I had a walk-in closet. It was a pretty big one. I remember for some, whatever reason I wanted to move a TV into there. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, and I was playing Final Fantasy 3 and I cut it off and I and, uh, uh, started watching some Ghostbusters Extreme after that. I remember liking it. It was pretty good.
2: I'm going to call it the Rob Cave. Instead of the Bat Cave it's the Rob Cave where you have your TV in the closet. <laughs>
0: Quick to the right really cave. Small. It was really small, yeah. But yeah, so with that, host had any uh, last minute memories before we move on to the games we're thankful for.
2: Oh gosh, I. If you've never seen Ghostbusters, it's it's not hard to find. Try to try to get it on DVD or stream it, or just however you can get it. Watch it. Watch the second one, and then watch Afterlife when you get a chance, because Afterlife kind of ties everything together for you.
0: Yeah, and I hadn't seen the 2016 one. Uh, I heard that, like, of course, the actors that were in it and actresses that were in it were very, very funny and very um, talented. It's not their fault, but I, I heard it wasn't as strong of a movie, but I, I don't know That's why. That's
2: what I'd heard. I've never seen it either. I heard that the writing wasn't as, it wasn't as on point, like, with the Ghostbuster style of writing, like, the really kind of witty, funny jokes. Ah,
0: gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so what do you I guess let me ask one last thing before we move on, my friend. Yeah. What do you think made Ghostbusters a hit? Like, what do you think is the one thing that just makes it differ from anything else out there? <laughs>
2: the writing, the the heart of the writing. Like that movie has so much heart, and then you add into the fact there are people that are like really smart, really good comedic timing actors in it and comedians. It's just the perfect storm. Like, you have a. a, a, Like, you know, you can tell Dan Aykroyd and all the guys who wrote that movie really loved what they were doing and believed in it. And yeah, they didn't have a whole lot of time to, to get it thrown together because, you know, every time they would come up with an idea, you know, the person couldn't make it or they couldn't be there. So they had to go to plan B, C, D, E, you know, all the way down the line until they got something that worked. But it's still a great movie. the The writing of those
0: movies are what make them them so good. I feel like. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, and I think it's just that and the chemistry and the delivery. Which the chemistry yes. was already there. You had some funny guys that already knew each other, um, you know, beforehand, and to see that on screen and it wasn't what was originally planned. But you know what, Dan Aykroyd really knew Bill Murray very well, and so did Ivan Reitman, and uh, it worked. And it worked. And then I think Ivan knew Harold Ramis really well. And that, that worked. He even helped write the movie and wanted to be in it. Like you said, they all believed in it and really bought into it. And, it, I mean, it shows on the screen. And I, I think the last thing I remember about the Netflix special was they knew they were on something when they started screen testing it to audiences. And they didn't even have the effects done. For instance, when in the scene where Stay Puft is walking around the corner down the New York City street, they didn't have him made yet. Uh, They just had all these cars crashing into each other and people freaking out, but they didn't have the special effects of Stay Puft yet. Except for one scene where you can just see a shot of his head walking between the buildings. And they watched the audience during the screening and the audience was screaming and clapping and everything. And that's when they knew, holy cow, we've got something really special here. Uh, yeah. And so, well, yeah, when they finished everything, I mean, it blew up. It absolutely blew up. And to this day, what, 40-some years later, or however long it is, at least 30-some, it's, a, it's still a classic, an all-time movie classic.
2: It is. And I feel – and honestly, I feel like this new movie, Afterlife, will be – kind of mentioned in the same breath as those first two movies now once it you know gets out on video and more people see it and, yeah. and everything but i feel like you know i'm saying i'm saying this again our kids will hold that movie just like we hold these movies you know in in such high regard
0: i i completely agree with the new movie it's like it appealed to the old older fans that kind of always hoped that we would get something like this so that that scratch was itched. Or that itch was scratched, I guess you could say. <laughs> and yet, like I said, it, it kind of passed the baton for a new generation. It's laying the groundwork for the next run. And and I I hope it does do remarkably well and that Ghostbuster stays around for a long, long time, you know, thriving instead of just being something we talked about from the
2: past. And this kind of could be considered spoilery, but I read an interview they did with uh – Ivan Reitman's son, Jason, about this movie. Ooh. And about the the thing for a sequel and what he thought it would be. And he said that they left parts of Ghostbusters 2 un, like they didn't talk about them because he wanted to bring it up in a sequel. Ah, okay, cool. And that if they were to do a sequel based on the ending and whatnot, and if you want to not listen to this part, go for it if you don't want to spoil the movie. He said that what he was envisioning if they did do a sequel was with all the influx of money that they've got now. Instead of Ghostbusters just being like in one city, having what's known as Ghostbusters International.
1: Oh, cool.
2: Where it would be different ghost stories from different countries, but it would be different Ghostbusters units in those countries fighting those ghosts. And that somehow in the end, it would all culminate into one big thing. And people said, Vigo? He said that that could be a possibility that it all culminates to all the other ghost stories in the world culminate in the return of Vigo.
0: Oh how cool would that be now would Dan Aykroyd be involved in writing this or is this a completely different writing team or
2: um, they said they wanted to have the if they could do if they could do a sequel that he would want to have everybody that worked on this one work on that one too
0: Oh so cool so cool awesome well, hey that's something to look forward to guys Let, let's let's hope and pray.
2: I would be down for Ghostbusters International and they said that that's why he he said he already had the title Ghostbusters International. I'm excited already
0: all right guys well i think that that yeah. caps off our ghostbuster talk for now now this is one of those movies and franchises we're definitely going to be coming back to them and probably talking about in a lot more detail uh in the future but uh if you have any just feedback regarding ghostbusters or the new movie that you want to talk about or us to, t- uh, to talk about send us an email uh we'd love to hear from you and our email is trj supershow at gmail.com
3: Charlie Brown, oh, Charlie Brown! I can't believe it. She must think I'm the most stupid person alive. Come on, Charlie Brown. I'll hold the ball and you kick it. Hold it? Ha! You'll pull it away and I'll land flat on my back and kill myself. But, Charlie Brown, it's Thanksgiving! What's that got to do with anything? Well, one of the greatest traditions we have is the Thanksgiving Day football game. And the biggest, most important tradition of all is the kicking off of the football. Is that right? Absolutely. Come on, Charlie Brown. It's a big honor for you. Well, if it's that important, a person should never turn down a big honor. Maybe I should do it. Besides, she wouldn't try to trick me on a traditional holiday. This time I'm gonna kick that football clear to the moon! (laughs) Isn't it peculiar, Charlie Brown, how some traditions just slowly fade away?
0: So now, you know, we we figured since it's been since I think late September <laughs> since we recorded, or maybe early October, we we had a wonderful Thanksgiving uh, over here. How was your Thanksgiving, Jose? It was good. had a Had a good Thanksgiving. It was a little busy, but it was it was good overall. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, you know, we, we want to just ask the obvious question: We're a retro gaming podcast, and uh, we'll talk about a bunch of retro stuff. So. You know, what are some retro games and just retro things in general you're thankful for this year, man?
2: Oh gosh, let's see. One retro game that I'm thankful for this year. Let me think back. I am thankful both Ninja Turtles arcade games. I have been playing ah. I've been playing both of those here lately and I love both of them for you know, they're t- they're di- I mean, they're the same game but they're kind of different, but they're they're still great games.
0: Oh a timeless i know turtles in time is probably the more loved game but that first one i think i just cannot separate my nostalgia from because it was one of the earliest ones i ever played in that pizza Hut lobby
2: <laughs> that was one of the first four players that i'd ever seen where people were working together to try to beat the game and i always thought that was really cool
0: oh me too me too i remember being amazed by just the the different joysticks <laughs> just the color yeah. of the joysticks and buttons i thought was so cool such a gorgeous cabinet.
2: It's like, I can pick which turtle I want to be. That's in- that's insane. That's incredible.
1: Just imagine if I had three friends. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what if I had three people I could play with? Yeah, p- yeah people actually liked me. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: yeah. Gosh, yeah. but Excellent two picks, my friend. Let's see. For me, I would definitely go, this is probably my obvious choice. I love this game so much. And I continue to play it over and over again. It's Shining Force for the Sega Genesis. I have a big old story I've told uh, several times on The Retro Junkies before, so I won't tell the whole story. Uh, It's just been the Thanksgiving tradition ever since I was a kid, and I'm actually writing an article on it for The Retro Gaming Times Magazine. By the way, we're proud partners of The Retro Gaming Times Magazine. Thank you, David London, for editing that. In the article, I just talk about what is it about this game I like so much, and for me, it's, it's a lot of different things. But the two main things that stand out are the variety of characters and the fact that you can have promotions that actually mean something um, yeah. for the characters. I, I spent a big chunk of the article just talking about the promotions because if you upgrade your, your mages to wizards, it opens up this whole new skill set. You can really max out your magic attacks uh, in, in a way that you there's no way you could have done if you didn't use that promotion. I mean, it can it can really beef up your your classes a lot. Plus, they look a lot different you know yeah it makes grinding way more fun because you get a brand new character design and a whole lot of different attacks when you level your people up and that's what makes it so addictive to me and i i know the fire emblem games i started going back and playing those and that might lead into something i'll talk about later but i i just love the tactical turn based uh, gameplay, it's it's a lot of fun for me. Uh, so, Shining Force, it's one of those games. It's my go-to, and I'm very, very thankful for it. Didn't get to, didn't get it to beat it this year like I did last year, but I did get to play it a little bit, and uh, it's wonderful. Another quick side note, another thing I'm thankful for, real fast, is my Green Ranger wall light. I got this. <laughs> I <love> that thing. <laughs> I got this on eBay, probably about three, four. four, oh gosh, probably in the summer now. If I come to think of it. But my dad had gotten me this wall light back in the Christmas of 1994, (laughs) along with that stocking stuff I was just telling you about that I might mention (laughs) a little bit later, too. But I had that wall light in my room for years in Gloucester City and then in Deford, and I even brought it down to North Carolina. And I think, Landon, was it in my room? Do you remember
2: it that? was, because I remember seeing it and going, man, that's cool. I like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was above the door. Yeah, yeah. And and I think one day I just shut the door a little too hard. Or I don't know what happened, but it fell, and the plastic was so brittle, it shattered everywhere. So I didn't have day. one. I remember that. It was a very sad day, very sad day. So I happened to see one on eBay for like 15 bucks, and I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to pick this up. And I've got it proudly, I'm looking at it right now, in the garage. It's overlooking the whole, the whole garage. It's the guardian of the garage, so there's my Green Ranger... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> making an interesting hand gesture. Uh, he is making. Uh, we, he is it. What's the matter with that? but he is. <laughs> What's the matter he's with telling, you? He's, yeah, he's telling you to take off in so many terms. So we got some wonderful, wonderful feedback on this. This was so nice, like the old days, getting feedback like this.
2: I know. I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Kathleen Demarco, she, she says, uh, the lovely Kathleen Demarco, uh, wife of Nick Demarco. I'm grateful for the Lion King on the Sega Genesis. Yes, Atari Man's wife likes the Genesis. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I really disliked the Ostrich and only ever got past the level once then and then quickly faced my doom because I was excited. Clue clue Land, Mario Three, and the Goonies Two are uh, those are games that I will that I grew up with on the original NES and still play them to this day. So that was from Kathleen DeMarco. Excellent picks those, there.
2: Those are good picks. I like the Lion King. That's that
0: and Aladdin are probably my two
2: favorite Disney games. Yeah, very hard game.
0: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Gabe Van Gilder says, I'm grateful for Warsong and Langris, Langris Langriser? From the Sega Genesis? Oh, I don't know that one. And Diablo 2, Resurrected, brought to new consoles. Diablo on the...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I just read this comment.
0: Diablo on the crapper is a man's dream. (laughs) You know, that that is a good point I've never thought of that the switch is a wonderful console for dads I'm telling you because like anytime I want to play a scary game I just put it on the portable Grayson doesn't know uh, or if I want to play it in the bed before they go to sleep or something like that I could I could do that it's a wonderful system for dads and it's I mean I probably play more of that than any other system I have right now
2: <laughs> all right let me get it pulled up here I think I've got it it's Kathleen game. all right so uh, you got hoser Nick the, Oh, I get Hoser Nick. Man, I'm going to have to do this one justice because yeah. I'm, I'm not worthy. Uh, I am grateful for The Sims 2 on PS2. Still have a retro junkie's house going strong.
0: Oh, man, awesome. I can
2: only imagine that house. That's, that's crazy. There's all kinds of crazy parties there.
0: You'd be like uh, John Belushi's character
2: in the Animal Party, man. Toga! <laughs> uh, Legend of Mana on PS1 and Donkey Kong Country for SNES. Nice. That is my yearly holiday game to play. My store's windows and the Retroverse Lounge... Hold all the retro toys and pieces of the night of the 80s and 90s. I'm grateful for the TMNT Party Wagon. Oh, good choice. Awesome. Uh, Nintendo Happy Meal Toys. Very awesome. good, choice. good choice. And yep. Teddy Ruxpin, just to name a few. <laughs> Dude,
0: I love my Teddy Ruxpin. Like, I, I wish he still worked. I would have held on to him. See, I didn't have a Teddy Ruxpin. I had like the off. I don't know if it was an off brand or just a different rip off. But it was uh, Toby Terrier is the one I had.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there was a VHS you,
0: ca- that
2: came with them. Look at you over there with your Dollar Tree Teddy Ruxman over there.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. So Jesse Klaba, uh Vidal, he says, or is it Vital? I'm not sure. Uh, he says, that Green Ranger night uh, Nightlight is so epic. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's <laughs> awesome. For me, it has been Gorilla War, an overhead view game uh, on the NES. I've never played that one either. Uh, so Dude,
2: you've never played Gorilla War? No, no. Oh, my gosh. That is an awesome game.
0: Yeah, so, so it's a shooter.
2: Yeah. Cool. And two people, and you can play uh, two players simultaneously. It's an SNK game too.
0: Ooh, very nice. Yeah, he says jumping into the tanks and riding around, blasting enemies until it blew up from bullet damage was super fun. All good times. Heck yeah, <laughs> dude! Those tanks in
2: that game are overpowered. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I'll have
0: to check it out now.
2: All right, Eric, Brittany, Razor Razair. Yeah, so it's my neighbor Eric. You know, hey, hey. Eric. Yeah, I know Eric. He's a cool, dude. Cool we guy. all we all played monkey ball together that day. <laughs> Darn right. Um, Got this over thirty years ago after watching Rescuers Down Under with my parents, and it's a little Rescuers ornament. I remember Rescuers Down Under. I remember they did a uh, they did like a really big uh, Happy Meal toy campaign with McDonald's that were kind of like little film cameras that had scenes that you could watch from the movie in it. Oh, that's
0: awesome! That's awesome. Yeah, and he's he's kept he's got an old. Uh, like Ninja Turtles ornament from like 1988 too. So oh man, I'd love to see that. How that has survived this long? God bless him. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and uh, our good friend Kirkland, he says, "Oh, he's talking about the uh, gesture. Ah, the Italian Green Ranger giving the hello gesture." <laughs> <laughs> I still
2: uh, love. He's like, "What's the matter with you, eh?" Uh forget about it. You, you not liking the way I drive? <laughs> 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 I show you. Uh, let's see here. James Gruesome says I'm thankful for Muscle or Kanuku Man figures, but not for the NES game. Dude, that NES game was duty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've never played it.
2: <laughs> it's not very fun, but I remember the Muscle guys. I had, I remember I had a few of them. They came in like a plastic garbage can, and they were just kind of like, they were almost like made out of rubber. It felt like like rubber eraser, but they were little po- like little
0: wrestler men. Yeah, yeah, he sent me some pictures of him. Uh, he's like, "Have you ever seen these before?" And at the time, I didn't re- recognize them. But then when he said the muscle thing, uh, I was like, "I do remember like the big print M U S C L E on the packaging or the cart. Muscle, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it, was, it vaguely sounds familiar, but I, I just don't remember a whole lot about him. But I know he's a huge wrestling guy, and I think he. I'd love to know how many wrestling games he actually owns now. Like he he collects specific wrestling games, you know, even on the Famicom, so, really cool.
3: What's this? A piece of toast? A pretzel stick? Popcorn? What blockhead cooked all this?
0: Yeah, so, hey, that that's... That was our second question of the week. And then our third question was a two-parter. Ooh. Let's let's go ahead and switch gears to Christmas time. Cue the, the sweet Christmas music. Man, we should we should cue our Christmas music. <laughs> let's not do that we let will say that for the blooper reel, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was the greatest twelve days of Christmas
0: ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah, i t- you know, inside baseball here, I remember. This, this is still back in my drinking career. Uh, i had had a couple drinks before I... That was a horrible idea before I even started singing that
2: song. Oh, dude.
0: I had about two or three and I was feeling no pain. Uh, I mean, you know, but I will say this. That's not the reason why or probably not the only reason why. Let me put it that way. That we were a little out of sync because like I remember we were trying to play the song through our headset and like we both had to click at the same time to play the song. Uh, And I think we were both a little off. (laughs) And then anytime we'd sing, anytime we would sing, like we couldn't hear the song anymore. So we're just hoping we were in tune with the song.
2: (laughs) It did not go well.
1: That was terrible. Oh gosh. I
3: guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about?
0: Well, speaking of Christmas, guys, oh, man, Christmas time and retro memories—gosh, they are synonymous uh, for me. I've, you know, I've told the story about my dad and Batman in 1990 or 1991—that one a million times. But I wanted to tell something I don't think I've ever told on the show, and that was the Christmas of 1995. And Ooh. that was a very special Christmas for me because, one, I remember late November, early December of '95 my dad took us out to see Toy Story. Toy Story for the first time. And that movie blew my mind. And my dad had a tradition. See, he would pick us up, my sister and me, every other weekend, and he would take us out to like a fast food restaurant before he'd take us to his house for a couple days. And we went to Burger King and they had the Burger King Kids Club special Toy Story figures. There was only three yet. I've never seen anything like it.
3: Some of them have been here for hours. They can't put their puppets down. I can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> New at Burger King, Toy Story Puppets from the magical Disney movie. I'm Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger. Get all four high quality puppets for your kids. $1.99 each with any great tasting value meal. Toy Story Puppets, you can't put them down. Looks like it's gonna be a long night. I think we better get more puppets.
0: You could get the Buzz Lightyear, um, this RC car, and, or you could get Woody. And Woody was like a finger puppet You would put the, your fingers into his pants That sounds weird, but the back of his <laughs> pants uh, And you could like dance him around and everything So yeah, I had that little figure Forever oh, Gosh, so anyways, that, that the whole time period That reminds me of Toy Story so much And then uh, shortly after that I remember we had celebrated Christmas early because I think that was the same year That my stepdad and my mom Wanted to go down to Florida and visit My stepdad's parents For Christmas that year so, my dad had celebrated Christmas a little early that year, and um, at the same time, I was playing, for the first time, Final Fantasy III, which I borrowed from my neighbor Dave, and man, that game was like my first foray into any Final Fantasy game, and I was playing that right leading up to the Christmas of 1995, and man, I fell in love with that game. Tara's theme, and, or Tara's character, and all the other side characters, I mean, I just fell in love with the game. So I just think of Toy Story, and I think of Final Fantasy three, and then I think I got a mountain bike from Dad, and maybe a couple other things, and then we went to Florida for Christmas that that year. But it was a, that was a very memorable Christmas, just a just a really good time. So that was one of my retro Christmas memories. What about you, man?
2: Oh, probably one of my favorite retro Christmas memories. It's it's a toss up between Christmas of eighty eight. In 91. Because in 88, I got the Ghostbuster Firehouse and the car. Nice. And the and some of the figures. But I may have to go with 91 because that was the year of Turtle Mania at our house. And I got the Sewer House playset and the Pizza Thrower. Oh,
0: very nice.
2: And I think I may have got the Donatello, the ones that their shells opened up and you could put like the weapons in the shell, like the shell storage ones. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I got Donatello that year, too. So, like, I had that, and I had all my toys. Oh, it was so cool. Like, I remember, like, begging. I'm like, man, Santa, if you bring me that turtle sewer house, I'll never do another bad thing to anybody <laughs> ever again. I'll be the best boy who's ever lived. And not only did I get the sewer house, I got the pizza thrower, which... I shot my dad right in the butt the first time I played with it, and, buddy, I got in trouble. He told me, he's like, that hurts. Don't do that. Did you not read the directions? I'm like, yeah, I just wanted to see if it really did hurt, though. <laughs> he's like, well, it does. Don't do that again. <laughs> well,
1: but, yeah, that
2: that to me, like, it was between the sewer house and the technodrome were the two play sets that I wanted, and I ended up getting the sewer house, and I loved that thing, like, all of my figures use the sewer house. Eventually, I got to where I connected the sewer house to the Ghostbuster Fire Station, and it was Ooh. like one big adventure.
0: Oh, that's good. Oh, and then you could use the slime also as the ooze.
2: Yes, because the Ghostbuster slime would mutate the turtles, too, if they touch it, so they couldn't <laughs> touch it.
0: <laughs> that's great. Oh, I love it, man. So so the the second part of our little question was, you know, what would be one retro or at least one or two retro stocking stuffers you would give a friend this year? So we'll start with you, Jose.
2: Oh, what would I give a friend this year for a retro stocking stuffer? Um, any kind of Funko bobblehead from one of their favorite series because you can find bobbleheads in anything. Yeah. Um, what else would I give? Maybe like as a can, like as a treat, like a, a stroop waffle. Those are pretty good. What? What was that? I I didn't hear you. That a stroop waffle. Have you ever had a stroop waffle? No. No. What is that? They're like little sweet, like. German kind of, they're not really a cookie. They're kind of like a cookie, but it's like a really, really thin, sweet waffle. Like, think about like thinner than a Rich Cracker waffle. And oh. there are two of them, and there's a layer of caramel that holds them together, and you eat it. They're kind of pressed together. Oh, they're so good. Oh, that sounds good. They're good. You, you can find them at, I think you can find them at Aldi. I think that's where we got ours at. Get that for a treat. Maybe a bobblehead. Now, if we're talking retro, one of the coolest stocking stuffers I ever got was the complete 93 Tops baseball card set for that year.
0: Oh, very nice. I love that. I've still got that put up
2: at Mom and Dad's somewhere, and it's not even taken out of the shrink wrap yet.
0: Man, that's like, nice. Me and my dad were
2: really big in the collect. Like, my dad collected baseball cards for a long time, and he's got a lot of stars of like the early 80s, mid to early 80s, and a bunch of the complete sets. And then, you know, I was looking through his stuff, and that year they got me the 93 Tops complete set. So I was uh, I was stoked about that. I still got that put up.
0: You know that that is something that is kind of like a something you kind of forget about over time is is the cards that we used to get as a kid, and, and I, that was a perfect time uh, or a perfect place to put them was in a stocking stuffer or something like that. I remember getting yeah. X Men cards. I remember getting hockey cards. Even into the early two thousands, like my, my first Christmas at uh, uh, our home in North Carolina it was back in 03 or late two thousand two. I guess it was. And uh, she had a bunch of, like, 03 Fleer hockey cards that she put in there, you know? Oh, not. It's probably, like, the last year I ever really got any, you know, stocking stuffers. But, uh, oh, man. Some some of the greatest things I've ever gotten were in there. Like, I've gotten video games and stocking stuffers before. Oh, cool. (coughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, some great, great stuff. But if I were to put anything in the stocking stuffer um if i could get a physical copy for it for somebody what i would put in their stocking stuffer this year is or the stocking this year is fire emblem shadow dragon and the blade of light
2: oh that's a good choice i like oh, that Oh
0: man yeah speaking of uh shining force a little earlier um i, I just started asking uh, asking around i think i asked you hosad i said man where are the sh- where can i find the early fire emblem games And you're like ah funny you should ask they just ported one to the switch and I played some of it, and it is a lot of fun. It's like basically playing your 8-bit version of Shining Force. Uh, of course, I know Fire Emblem obviously came out earlier, but that's what it's like for me, you know? It's, it's like playing something like Shining Force if it were 8-bit. And yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's straightforward. Certain characters have certain movements that they can perform. And when you lose a character, that character is gone. I'll tell you what, the game is gorgeous for like an early 1990 or 1991 release on the Famicom. Mm-hmm. It's a great game, great music, great level design, um, and just, you know, kick-starting a, a legendary series, and you can get it for five ninety nine on the Switch right now, the uh, original release of Fire Emblem. So, that would be one I'd probably put in there. And then um, probably some 90s Christmas candy, if I can think of any off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of some of the stuff. Gushers. Yeah, some gushers. I wonder if there's any Christmas version of gushers. I know they used to have Chris Christmas versions of Rice Krispie treats. I, I know they used to I have do, those. Yeah.
2: Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos are good to put in there.
0: Yeah, some old Christmas Dunkaroos. Uh, what else would I put in there? Some of the Christmas version of the Captain Crunches. You know, I know they always had the holiday
2: crunch. Those were good. It
3: was a bit before Christmas and all through the house. Nothing was stirring. Not even a, a ran to the kitchen. What could it be? Christmas crunch from the cabin to me.
1: This crunch is special to make breakfast merry. It's loaded with yummy red and green crunch berries.
3: Very sweet. Delicious.
1: But it's only here till Christmas. Christmas crunch is a very merry part of this balanced breakfast.
3: Look, the Berries! Who gave us these? Oh, that and
1: Crunch! There's one of four jolly ornaments
0: in each specially marked box of Christmas Crunch. Did, w- were they shaped differently, or were they just different packaging? I think, I think it may have just been different packaging. I think it was just red, and I think the
2: Crunchberries were red and green.
0: Oh, uh, Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and probably the last thing I would uh probably put in a little stocking stuffer would be Alpha's Magical Christmas.
1: Hey, kids. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers have a special gift for you. One that will make your holidays a lot brighter.
3: It's my magical Christmas home
1: video complete with your favorite songs. Join me and the Power Rangers for music that will make your holidays more phenomenal.
3: Capture the magic the holidays bring with your very own copy of my Magical Christmas
1: video. Coming soon, Alpha's Magical Christmas. A timeless collection your entire family can enjoy year after year. Only from Saban Home Entertainment.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We talked about this uh, right before we were recording, but Alpha's Alpha's Magical Christmas. uh, My wife and I literally just watched that for the first time. But for both of us, it's been years. But my dad had put that in a stock, stocking stuffer for me, long, long time ago, probably the Christmas of 1994. And I remember putting it in the VCR and having this just this big old smile on my face. I was a little, little disappointed. You don't see this the Power Rangers till the end of the episode. But looking back now and watching it, it's cheesy and it's just basically there's no story. It's just song after song after song, and then finally the Power Rangers show up. But you know what? I still had a big old grin on my face, and it still has a lot of heart and innocence to it, and it just, just makes me feel good. So, hopefully <laughs> hopefully somebody else, it wouldn't annoy them. Hopefully they would feel the same way I do when they see it. So, that would be my stocking stuffer for this year. Oh, Cheesy, Rob. I know, I know. So, let's oh, see it's here. Okay. Uh We did ask this question to our Facebook group, and once again, got some really awesome responses. So, Let's see if I can pull it up. Okay. All right. So I'll start with Nick DiMarco here. Uh, he says, I remember the cartoon show most fondly. The Slimer, we we now return to the real Ghostbuster spot, plays at my shop. Such an underrated... Wait a minute. Oh, this is a question about Ghostbusters. Oh, we forgot to add... Uh-oh. We forgot to talk about these responses. Through the magic of editing, here are the <laughs> answers to our Ghostbuster questions. Okay, yeah. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll read these real quick. And then uh, Nick Eller, he says... The Proton Pack remains my all-time favorite toy from my childhood. Yep, my, my brother-in-law, Nick, uh, who's online right now. Look at that. Uh, the Proton Pack <laughs> remains my all-time favorite toy from my childhood. I can still remember getting it. My mom and dad went out of their way to get one, and there's a whole story involving the roses and Silva around it. Oh, I got to ask him about that. The cartoon was my favorite show as a kid, and I still watch it with my kids today. That's awesome, Nick. That's that's That is cool. Great stuff, man. Yeah, he, he texted me not too long. He's like, "I'm so excited that you're going to do Ghostbusters." I was like, "Man, I I just hope I do it justice." <laughs> Thanks uh, for the pressure. Yeah, thank yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh Gay Van Gilder says, "Love it." And Landon, do you see where I'm at, buddy?
2: Yeah. Uh, Rob McCallum says, "Fire station or firehouse? Same set, just different name on the packaging." I got Highway Haunted for Easter one year, and it was awesome. I think I remember Highway Haunted. Mm-hmm. Was he the I think he was a punch bug that turned into like a praying mantis monster and like they could, they could ride around in him and then it would transform into like this big, like praying mantis bug looking monster. Oh,
0: these, these toys sound so cool when you describe them. I have not seen any of these. So I'll gotta check Dude, them
2: out. You, you, you don't have to get with Ghostbusters. Like you'll see a few of them on eBay and you're like, eh, they won't get mad if I buy a few of them and you'll end <laughs> up having some of them. I'm like, i am buying them for Grace and I swear. He's getting the wolf man. He loves the wolf man. Don't you love the wolf man, son? What's the
1: wolf man? Yeah, he loves, he loves it.
0: it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, our buddy James, he says, Ghostbusters had the best slime, way better than Hordak slime. So I'm not sure what Hordak slime is. Do you know what that is, Jose? Hordak slime's He-Man slime. Hordak was oh, the... okay.
2: You know, they did like He-Man and She-Ra, and She-Ra, her main villain was Hordak, until She-Ra and He-Man ended up kind of like merging their storylines and then you find out that hordak was skeletor's master and that they hated each other i did not
0: know that thank you for the clarification yeah, man,
2: dude i love <laughs> me some he-man he-man was another one of those that i loved as a kid
0: i remember watching some of it but I, I couldn't tell you a single thing about the storyline I'd, I'd love to go back and watch it um especially the new netflix series I, I isn't there a new one on netflix right now it's supposed to be really good yeah
2: I watched the first half of the new one on Netflix. It the first half ends pretty good. I gotta watch the second half now that I get some time off here in a little bit. I'm gonna watch that.
0: Heck yeah, me too. Oh, that sounds good. So James he he says way better than a slime. I didn't even like that stuff. Maybe I had a bad batch, but I wouldn't subject my toys to that stuff. But let's not forget about filmation's Ghostbusters. Come on, they had a gorilla. They did have a gorilla. <laughs> They sure did. They sure did. I'm so glad you brought that up because there was something else. Yeah, so the Filmation one came out in 1975 and was released on CBS. It was a live-action TV comedy show called Ghostbusters. Um, I remember that Filmation and the picture company that – I cannot remember who did it. Was it Columbia that did Ghostbusters, the, the movie? There was a mm-hmm. big legal issue with that, and that's why they weren't sure if they were ab- actually able to use the Ghostbuster name for the longest time. They even called them the Ghost Breakers in some scenes just in case they needed to shoot that and they didn't get the legal rights to the Ghostbusters name. And then, and then, of course, the contention continued because when the Filmation cartoon came out 11 years later in 1986, um, that was the same year that the real Ghostbusters cartoon came out. Like within five days. I think the Filmation version of Ghostbusters came out uh, and then five days later the real Ghostbusters came out and the confusion wow. I'm sure the viewers had at that time. And uh, speaking of that, I actually had some of the old Filmation comic books that were released based on the cartoon, which is so completely random. But I remember seeing them because, of course, I'd seen the Filmation Ghostbusters cartoon, thought it was really cool as a kid. And I think I just randomly signed on to mycomicshot.com once, like in the early 2000s, and I ordered the series because it was like a dollar piece. And now they kind of go for a lot. Uh, but not not a ton, but more than a dollar a piece. So I might have to sell them one day. <laughs> uh, and with that, then we can finally get to our Christmas memories here. And, Lana, if you want to lead that off since I yeah. did James. All right. Uh, Jesse says, I remember this one
2: Christmas. might have been around 10 or 11. And I asked my parents for a Super Nintendo. But we kind of didn't have money like that. So I ended up getting a used Sega with Sonic. Till this day, I remember how happy I was to play Sonic that I forgot about the SNES I asked for. For the stocking stuffer, I would add some candies in those retro gaming style cases. Those are good choices. Sonic, man, back in the day, like, you either had to be Super Nintendo or Sega. You couldn't just, like, have both unless (laughs) your parents just made, like, a lot of money. Mm Mm-hmm. But like, I remember, I think I remember I got Super Nintendo first and I, and I played the heck out of that. And then a little bit later on down the road, when I got older, like when they dropped the price of the Sega, like a couple of years before the, I think it was the Saturn. I think it was before the Saturn came out. I ended up getting a Sega.
0: No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was the opposite. I I didn't get a Super Nintendo until much later. It was probably right around Christmas in 1995. And I got the pack-in of Ken Griffey's RBI Baseball, or Ken Griffey's World Series Baseball, I think it was.
2: Oh, those are, King Griffey games were good. Those were good games. Yeah,
0: great game. Really, really cool game. But, you know, I had already have Genesis for probably three or four years before I finally got the uh, the SNES. And then shortly afterward, I got the PlayStation. It might have even been the next Christmas. Uh, so I didn't have a whole lot of time where I was just playing the SNES until, until much later. So, uh, yeah, great stuff there, Jesse. Uh, Nick Demarco he says, I still finally remember getting the VTech World Wizard toy and the Alfie 2 robot for Christmas. I have more memories of playing video games on Christmas Eve, ah, same here, with my cousins than actually getting games for Christmas. Adventure Island, Battletoads, Tekken, just to name a few. There's something to be said about both Donkey Kong Country and Little Wood. I played Donkey Kong Country every holiday season and I am still instantly taken back to just how in awe I was at a, as a 13-year-old with how breathtaking the graphics and the music in this game had. Oh, so true. Oh, and so anyways, I was talking earlier about um, Stardew Valley, and he made a great recommendation. He says, Littlewood is an 8-bit Stardew Valley with a more interesting backstory in its simplistic appearance. There's more of an emphasis on rebuilding your town as you, the hero, riding the land of, or ridding the land of evil, tries to reclaim your memory. I saw a preview or a trailer for this. And I'm going to get it. It looks awesome. So thank you so much for the recommendation there, Ozer.
2: Let's see. Rob McCallum says, I've got hundreds of hours on Stardew Valley. <laughs> see, Rob, he, he knows. He knows the struggle. He knows what's up. Yeah. he. I wish my daughter would get back into that. Like, she got into playing that for a little bit, and then she got into stupid Roblox, and now she just wants to play that. And I'm like, "Oh, nah, <laughs> that's stupid. Play, play, play actual fun games. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, you know, I, ever since Grayson deleted mine, I've not gotten a ton of hours in. But I still got like at least thirty or forty. I I had almost like probably about eighty or ninety with my old record, and now I'm hopping around thirty or forty because I did get Skyrim and did actually play it. But it's just a great game to just if you don't want to think about much, uh, I don't know, go fishing or unlock a few things to fix up the mansion and unlock more things. Yeah, it's it's a good game to just fire up for a couple days. It's so fun. And, and and the uh, the soundtrack alone is is worth the game uh, the price of the game in my opinion. So Matt Daly he says getting Fantasy Star for the Sega Master System. Bam man, man great pick. My, Good pick. Yeah, my brother and I played it while he was home from college. Uh, one of us would map the dungeons on graph paper while the other played. That is that is awesome. While the other played. That is T mark right there. And I remember doing that stuff is. like That's that. That's cool. That's great. And, and then he says two. This is the answer for the second question. His first stocking stuff. He says, Celeste, it's an awesome platformer and has a pretty touching story. Never heard of this one. Probably the only game that's ever brought a tear to my eye. Wow. Don't get me wrong. It's really fun. Just has sad moments. There are a lot of wintry scenes in it. So it's kind of, fits a season. Man, you got me intrigued. I'll have to check that out, Matt. Oh, and a Gabe follows that up by saying, Matt Daly, I got Fantasy Star a year before the NES and beat it over 10 times since. That's awesome.
2: That's crazy, man. That's That's some dedication right there. No kidding. Yeah. It's Fantasy Star—that's a—that's a pretty involved game when you get into it. I
0: know you got me sold on it, man. I—I've been definitely wanting to play them.
2: Oh, they're so good! I'll just skip the—the the big conversation they had about Fantasy Star. Oh yeah,
0: sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and if you want to read that, you can go on the website and read it. It's about—they uh, talk about Fantasy Star. Cave, which is a which is a really cool website. I've used them for kind of some help on places when I get stuck in a fantasy star game. Um, Gabe also says, getting a Nintendo for Christmas and playing Mario all day and night. I miss being able to just stay up all day and all night and play games like that. Right. That was fun. Just,
0: you know, I, I think of so many times like I remember when Final Fantasy 7 finally came out and I had a PlayStation and I was like, I am going to dedicate. I want to get done with this disc today, the first disc. And I could do that. Like, we could literally sit down in the basement for hours and hours and play. No responsibilities. And yet we thought we, we we were worried about things back then.
1: Yeah, I know, right? I just like to
0: go back in time, like, dude, enjoy every single moment of this. Just don't feel guilty. Just enjoy it.
1: <laughs> That's right. Just Just have a good time exactly exactly because
0: it, it it definitely you have to work to have fun now like you have to you have to deliberately make time to play a game and have fun now.
2: And, and then when i have time i'm like you know i'll probably rather be doing something else
0: yeah i right right i know i know i've been it's there like i probably need to just
2: go take an nap.
0: yeah oh that gets me that that happens to be all the time i'll be i'll be finally like getting comfy after i've given the kids a bath i've read to them and you know did their homework whatever and finally, it's time for Daddy to relax on the couch and connect with Chris, Beth, or whatever. And she's like reading, put the switch on, and within five minutes, I'm I'm sleeping, I'm dozing off. I'm like, no, I wanted to play. Yep, <laughs> that's me too. Oh my gosh, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh, getting old, snowflake. Oh, I hear you, buddy. So let's see, James here. He's got one more. He says, getting TMT two the ar- out. Oh, there you go, Landon. Getting TMNT two the arcade game and playing with my favorite uncle the only game that i think he played my uncle was a big part of who i am ah it's so awesome man my neighbor was kind of like that that kind of person for me uh though we usually played though we usually played chess and for a retro game for a stocking uh motocross maniacs on the game boy it's a pretty fun kind of excite bike game Uh, and i've even bought bought the game for a few friends maybe even rob yes you did i have that game uh James' is class act, hey, by the way, he does a wonderful podcast with Xander Scully in called excess Gaming Podcast. We've mentioned them many times in the past. Wonderful, wonderful show. I've been listening to them for years. And James, he was kind enough to send me, a couple years ago, it was a Game Boy pack that had a translucent translucent purple uh, Game Boy Color with a bunch of games, and Motocross Madiacs was one of those games. And I played it, and he's definitely right. It's kind of like a, the skate or die of motocross games it's a lot of fun and um yeah excite bikes a great comparison for it too it's a great great little game underrated and cheap too you can probably get it for less than 10 bucks and then uh, the last thing we got was a picture of these two guys standing in a field of cows uh looks like they're smiling both pretty good looking guys yeah I mean they're, they're not
2: bad looking <laughs> they're not bad looking at all one's not even looking at the camera no
0: no he's just kind of looking down probably didn't even know the photo was being taken
2: Oh, Lord. Oh, to be young again. I know. Wish I looked like that. Man, you, you still do. Yeah, plus about
0: 50 pounds. Ah, I, wish, I wish I still looked like that, too, eh? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> All right, man. Well, well, Hoser, we've covered uh, Halloween. We've talked about... Um, and these wings have been wonderful, by the way. We we've talked They about, have been. Oh, yeah, wonderful. We talked about yum, 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 yum. Halloween. We talked about Thanksgiving. We talked about Christmas. I guess with all that, I guess we're about ready to close this thing down. What do you think? I think so. You know, like Miss T.T. said, Halloween ain't no joke.
2: Mmm! <laughs> 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 T.T., you made a killing. You, why are
0: you throwing the candy? You made a killing. <laughs> oh, Reno, I love that show. Oh, god. Oh, it's so good. Well, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening and, uh, you know, just sticking with us for all this time. We, oh, you know, I knew I was forgetting something. I did want to mention this real, real quick, Landon. I know know, we both got to probably call this uh, done pretty soon, but um, man, 2021, this year, no joke, this is the first year, I, I did the math, I was looking at our old episodes, and this is the first year since 2015 that Landon and I have done this many episodes together within a year, and it's been wonderful. Like, I have gotten such a, resurgence and such a just good happy vibe of doing the show again. And it's really been good for my soul, man. What about you? I feel the same way. Like it's,
2: you know, last year we were kind of, you know, locked up, didn't really get to do a whole lot with anybody or anything and we're kind of it's hopefully coming out of that. And it it has like the the talks have been great like you said they're kind of soul cleansers. They They take all the negativity that you've had over the past however long and just kind of flushes it away and you get a reset.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I I think of our last Christmas episode where we got to do, uh, you know, the whole It's a Wonderful Life kind of bit. And, um, you know, my my intention with that, I think both of our intentions with that was like, okay, we're we're coming back. We really want to pour everything we can into this because, like you said, life was kind of crazy in 2020 and we missed the show. And I was hoping... I wasn't sure that we would be able to pull it off but I was hoping we would at least do five or six shows for the year and we did more than that <laughs> not, much more, but we did, and we, not much more but we did it man and I think back to the fact that we got to talk to the Zambonis we created Hose Revisions this year you know I feel like the fire is back and it's been back since pretty much last Christmas and uh, man I'm just very very grateful for this whole year and uh, getting to talk more games and, and the most important thing is just This is a great excuse for us to just hang out, man. And I've really enjoyed it.
2: Me too. Like, we don't get to hang out as much as we used to Mm -hmm. or as much as we'd like to. But, like, the quality has gone. The quantity may have gone down, but the quality has gone up.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, it's been a lot of fun, my friend. And, uh, hey, 2022, uh, it's my resolution to try to get at least one episode done every month. Uh, We'll see if we get there. Doesn't matter though. I'm not, you know, Lane and I. We uh, we actually talked about it today. It, it, the, it's not a job or anything like that. We just do it because we love it, and and uh, we love hanging out with each other. So, our goal is to definitely keep it coming. But uh, bottom line is, we just want to have fun. Yeah, hosts just want to have fun. So, City Lopper, uh, hosts are just
1: want to have fun.
0: And we need Captain Lou in the back, dancing. <laughs>
2: Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for giving us a listen. And uh, if you want to send us an email about any of these topics, we would love to share your thoughts on the show. Once again, our email address is trj supershow at gmail.com. Or you can give us a call on our hoser hotline. Our number is 865-309-4875. It's just a Google voice where you can leave your message. And we will edit that into the show. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. Our Facebook group page is facebook.com slash groups slash the retro junkies. And on Instagram, we're at the underscore retro underscore junkies. And on Twitter, we're at RJ underscore super show. So it's a lot of different, <laughs> a lot of different ways, a lot of different names. But bottom line is if you just Google search us, you'd probably be able to find something. Uh, and we would love to connect with you guys. And um, last thing, I'm doing a giveaway for Star Tropics on the NES. If anyone wants to write us a review to help out the show, because that gets more eyes and ears on our, our podcast. And by the way, I really appreciate the reviews we've received. They've been super awesome, you know, humbling too in in a good way. But we would love to love to hear more feedback from you guys. If you write in from now till mid January, so January fifteenth, you are eligible for a random drawing for Star Tropics. I'll send your way. I'd be happy to, and that would really help us out. So, with all that, host head, what type of uh, wings are we going to have? To oh, let's like a to go box, eh? In a to go box, let's get some eggnog wings for the season. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, that sounds good to me. All right, guys. Well, thank you. I know.
2: I just make up random weird crap. You no, know, <laughs> it
0: might work. It might work. You know, the, the marshmallow kind of worked. <laughs> the marshmallow did kind of work. It did. It did. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much. We hope you have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year. We will be back in January talking about something. We promise you that. On behalf of Lana and myself, here's to hope you enjoy your. Eggnog wings. Good day and good gaming. Goodbye.
1: Oh <laughs> man, I'll tell you, we've been through quite a bit with this killer instinct skin. Oh yeah, I'm killed. Me too. I'm worn out.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Let's but, go get
2: some coffee and some Mountain Dew and mix them together so we'll stay
0: awake. Oh man, that's a good idea. You know, and, and I gotta say, man, I'm I'm in the Christmas spirit. How about you? Yeah, me too. You know, I could go for a song. You know. Well, and, you
2: know, and, saying that, perhaps we should sing. Let's sing a good old favorite of ours. Yeah,
1: yeah. You think of what I'm thinking? 12 days? I'm thinking the 12 days. Here we go. <laughs> On oh, the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Games? On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Two killer instincts And some games Maybe there needs to be more there, eh? Uh, you think so? Oh, oh. the third day of Christmas My true love gave to me Three battle toads Two killer instincts And some games Oh, not a tree On the fourth day of Christmas My true love gave to me Pac-Man <laughs> Three battle toads Two killer instincts. And a what next? And some games in a tree? Sure, yeah, it'll work. Okay. I like games in a tree. Yeah. Oh, on the th- fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a five <laughs> golden <laughs> cards. Pac four packs and <laughs> three three battle toads. Two killer instincts. And some games. <laughs> I'm and lost. A tree. Oh in a tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Six jelly donuts, five golden carts, <laughs> four Pac-Man, three battle toads, two killer instincts, an Atari, and a tree. Your turn. Oh, uh, seventh day uh, of Christmas, my true I gave me seven hoser's hosing. Six jelly donuts, five golden carts. you <laughs> Four pac men. Three battle toads. two killer instincts. And a tari in a tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eight pounds of pac bacon. Delicious. I mean, seven hosers hosing. jelly donuts. Five golden carts. Four Pac-Man Three Toads, New Killer Instincts And some games in a tree Your turn, eh? Oh, on the ninth day of Christmas my true love gave to me Nine Star Wars movies Eight pounds of back bacon Seven hosers hosing Six jelly donuts Five golden carts Four Pac-Man, three Battle Toads, two Killer Insects, six- and some games in a tree. That's beauty. That's the best and, one. Day of Christmas, my true love gave to me ten plumbers Sleepy. sleeping. <laughs> no, Eight of <laughs> hey, you jumped in front of me, eh? Whatever. The five golden carts. Four Pac-Man Three Battletoads Two killer six And a game in a tree So my turn? Yeah Oh, the eleventh day of Christmas my true love gave to me Eleven Roddy Pipers Ten plumbers sleeping Nine Star Wars movies Eight pounds of bag bacon Seven hosers hosing Six jelly donuts Five golden carts Four Pac-Man 3 toads, 2 Killer Instincts, and some games in a tree.
2: Oh man. On the 12th day, are uh, we at the end of the thing? My
1: true love, <laughs> Game to me. 12 <laughs> Resident Evils, 11 Roddy Pipers, 10 plumbers Leaping, 9 Star Wars Movies, 8 Pounds of Back Bacon, 7 Hosiers Hosing, 6 Jelly Donuts, 5 Golden, oh, 5 Golden Carts, Four Pac-Man, three Battle Toads, two Killer Instincts, and some games in a A tree. I I think that's. I think that's. I think that's the best song ever. Uh huh. I think it's gonna. It's gonna go platinum, eh? Yeah, like platinum dumpster (laughs) awards. Oh.
0: Uh, well speaking of which how's, how's Lola liking basketball? She's better than I
2: am and that's scary <laughs> she's she's not bad. she's they played three games and she's already got like two points and about 15 rebounds and a couple of steals and hey she's great not doing too bad. Yeah, is she really liking it? She likes it so far. she's and she's starting to pick up on it a little bit more too so she's she's really starting to like it now.
0: No, that's great. That's great. You know, I mean, it's just like anything. It's it's an adjustment. It's a new sport. And she's done, what, cheerleading before and yeah. soccer, and was it? Softball. The softball, that's what it was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is this is going to be different. But, man, she's she sounds like she picks up pretty quick.
2: She does. She's one of those kids, like, her coach can tell her to do something a couple of times and then show it to her. And she's like, got it from there on out. She's like, okay, yeah, I can do that.
0: Wow, that's good. She's better than me, eh? I'd be like, wait, what'd you say?
2: She's better than me, too. She was cracking me up, though. They were doing practice, and they were going to do a jump ball, you know, where they throw it up, and you jump up, and you try to tip it to your team, Mm -hmm. and they're walking up, and I see Lola, and she's mouthing something to the coaches and the kids she's jumping against. She's... You know, she's buddies with pretty much everybody on the team. And she looks at the kid and she's like, you want to do rock, paper, scissors for the ball instead of jump? Huh? <laughs> 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 she did. She kind of did the rock, paper, scissors thing and said, you can throw.
0: Oh, that's funny.
2: <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're me.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like your daughter, man.
2: <laughs> Her coach is like, we're not doing rock, paper, scissors for the ball. Lola said, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it gives everybody an equal chance to get
0: it. Exactly, exactly oh gosh yeah well my wife and i we were just watching i was gonna write it down so i remember to to bring it up is uh the uh alpha's magical christmas i forgot all about that oh my gosh i I saw a vhs of that online somewhere yeah i was like i need to buy that because i i had it for the longest time as a kid um i remember getting it as a stocking stuffer and i was gonna um uh talk about that on the show and uh, my wife and i we were I forget how I found it. Or, oh, oh, I was going to the Dinosaur Dracula website and I was just scrolling through some stuff and I saw that on there. I was like, oh my gosh, I had that. <laughs> uh, Christmas, like, well, why don't we just watch it real quick? It was This was like a half hour ago. I said, yeah, sure, why not?
2: <laughs> Get you in the so, Christmas mood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it's so cheesy, but it's got such charm to it. I it, it has a way better feeling than We Wish You a Turtle Christmas does. <laughs> uh, wow,
2: so it beats We Wish You a Turtle Christmas.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, We, we Wish You a Turtle Christmas is just... I mean, it does have its own charm, too. But, I mean, I think the alpha one is a little bit sweeter and the heartfelt. Where the we Wish You a Turtle Christmas <laughs> is just so bad, it's good.
2: <laughs> it's so bad, it's like, we're just trying to make money off the holiday.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Oh, I mean, but you gotta appreciate Leonardo having a Jamaican accent for some of the songs. Maybe he celebrates Kwanzaa. (laughs) We wish you uh, Ah, a turtle turtle Kwanzaa.
2: (laughs) With the new movie being out, too, that kind of... I don't know. We can kind of talk about that without spoiling it, I guess.
0: Yeah, have you seen
2: it? I have. Oh, isn't it wonderful? It's great. It was a great movie. I love that movie. I
0: thought it was perfectly done. Perfectly done. So, yeah, we'll have to talk about that, too.
2: And it sets up for a sequel.
0: It's really, really short. Okay. Okay. It's Halloween night, and Robin Landon are stuck working at their fun place arcade while all the kids are out trick-or-treating. Both guys pine to be out there trick-or-treating, too. Ah, man, it's Halloween night. We're stuck working here at Bud's Arcade again. I know. I wish we could go trick-or-treating. Oh, hey, hey! We finally got some! Hey, check it out! Oh, two kids knock on the door. A little girl dressed as Princess Peach and a little boy as Super Mario. Trick-or-treat! Hey, Peach and Mario! You guys look great! Hey, Lena where's our Halloween candy, eh? Uh,
2: I thought you said you were getting it.
0: Oh, take off! I didn't! You did! You no, did! No! No way! Get out of here! Well, just look little look, look, quick. Just, just give them what we got lying around the arcade, okay? On it. Lana rushes to the back of the arcade to scavenge to scavenge some enough goodies for the kids. Meanwhile, Rob tries to connect with the kiddos. Oh hey, did you uh did you two know that there was another princess in the Mario games? Yeah, her name was Princess Daisy. She's in the Super Mario Land game. Oh, excuse me let me say that over. biddy
2: <laughs> biddy. What?
0: Yeah, yep. Oh hey, did you guys know that there was a Ah let me start over. Oh hey, did you two know that there's another princess in the Mario games? Her name's Princess Daisy. She's in the Super Mario Land games on the Game Boy. It's a game boy. (laughs) Uh,
2: well, uh, oh, she's in with a bunch of goodies, old goodies. (laughs) Okay. Let's see here. We got one pack of, uh, Butterfinger BBs and a box of chuckles and let's see here. Oh, a Ninja Turtle pie for you, Princess Peach Mm. and for you, Mario, um, some all lime Skittles and some candy buttons to go along with these here candy cigarettes
0: oh and here's an cooler. and uh, uh hang on let me dust this thing off <laughs> 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 and they uh <laughs> is it the tobacco flavored ones Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, I you, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yep oh i i was like i gotta add that in there <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely <clears throat> Oh, and uh, here's an Ecto cooler. And uh, uh, hang on, let me dust this one off a little bit. Uh, and a uh, brownie soda. Uh, here you go. Uh, thanks. Are these things real? Yeah. Are you trying to poison us? <laughs> he said, like the kid from kindergarten. Who is <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <That's cool laughs> your daddy and what does he do?
0: Thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs>
2: These kids, they say the darndest
0: things. Yeah, so cute. Happy Halloween! All right, perfect, perfect. Okay, cool. (laughs) All right, all right, cool. Uh, Now I'll take us into our regular episode. Okay. Let's see. All right. Let me. Oh, good one, eh?
2: Oh, sorry. That was was Mountain Dew there.
0: All right, perfect, perfect. Okay, cool. Then they proceed to egg the arcade.
1: These turtle pies suck. Is actually should trying to kill us, man? <laughs> these all mom Skittles are horrible. It's like I'd rather have fruit. <laughs>
0: it's the fire station I think. Okay, cut it out.
1: <laughs> cut it
0: out.
3: <laughs>
0: Go say happy Halloween.
3: Happy, happy cereal.
0: <laughs> One, two, three.
3: Happy, happy cereal. Cereal.
0: <laughs> you guys. Say, hey, are you trying to poison us? Uh, no. Say hey. Hey. Are you trying to poison us?
3: Are you trying to avoid you? <laughs> what do I say?
0: Say, Happy Halloween.
3: Happy happy Halloween. Happy How, happy how- cereal. What? <laughs> Into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace goodwill good will toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown.